Hello and welcome to I Love It, Don't You? The podcast where friends share with friends whether they like it or not. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Kim. And I'm Janelle. And today we are watching my pick, which is Merlin from the BBC. I have watched it all the way through. And I'm trying to think, Elizabeth, how much of this have you watched? I think I watched the season three. Um, I don't know why I got distracted, but... Uh, you got distracted because drama. Good Lord, this show. <laughs> drama. Yeah, but I... Um, yeah, I've seen till season three. I can't remember a lot of details. Um, I noticed, like, as I rewatched it, I was like, I know something happens with Morgana, but I can't... That's how you say her name, Morgana? Yeah, but that's... that. Yeah. Let's and not go any farther sorry, than that. No, but there's something that happens with her, and it's interesting. It's a good storyline. I do remember Arthur and Gwen, though, because I was in love with them. <laughs> so uh, this show was on the BBC from 2009 to 2013. Um, I think it also got picked up by Sci-Fi, I, I think, think for so. the last season or something like that. There's at least been reruns on there. Um, so five seasons of goodness. Um, and Kim is brand new to this. So I guess first I'll go over the cast um, for our characters. So we have Merlin, who is a young wizard who just inherently possesses magic, which is unheard of in this world. And he's sent from his home village to blend in among the citizens of Camelot, um, which is really dumb because no magic is allowed in Camelot. (laughs) But suspend your disbelief. Um, And he ends up actually becoming the manservant for Prince Arthur because he saves Prince Arthur's life and um, he secretly becomes like destined to protect Arthur for the rest of his life. And then we have Arthur Pendragon who is the future king of Camelot. He is quite arrogant. Um, He's a skilled fighter and he also is kind of coming into his own at this point. Like he's, you know, I think he's supposed to be like late teens here. Um, And he's just really discovering that he's confined by his father's rules and that daddy's not always right. Um, And Uther Pendragon is the king of Camelot, um, Arthur's father. Uh, So back in the day, he saved the land from witchcraft um, because it was a whole bunch of bad guys running around causing chaos. Um, So now he just treats all magic, regardless of purpose or user, just treats it as just like, the worst thing ever um and you know bans all use burns people at the stake all this good stuff um then we also have gwen who is a maidservant to uh morgana who we'll talk about in a minute she's a friend of merlin and she's kind of a moral compass in this show um not necessarily in the five episodes that we watch but she's kind of coming into her own and we also have Morgana, who is a ward of Uther Pendragon. So she's not related to Uther or Arthur, um, but she lives in the castle. And she's really manipulative. And she will try and manipulate Arthur, usually for the good, at least in the beginning, you know, to get him to do, you know, act out against his father and do what's right. Um, we also have Gaius, who is Marlin, or not Marlin. This is not Finding Nemo. Marlin, I can't even say it. Merlin? Merlin. Merlin. Uh, Gaius is Merlin's guardian, and he's just this all-around wise man, like, teaches, you know, uh, Merlin to use his powers, and does a little bit of magic on his own, too. He's illegal. 
Um, and then we also have a dragon who's this like secret guide to Merlin, and he's voiced by John Hurt, which is pretty cool. Um, except that John Hurt gets like top billing in this show, which is funny because he does the introduction and he occasionally does lines. They really so, wanted him, huh? They <laughs> really, really wanted him. <laughs> he does a very good job, though. But, yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. So, now that we've gone through all of that, Kim, what did you think? So, I'm not going to lie. I was actually really um, wary of this because of how you all presented it to me and telling me I wouldn't like it. But actually, this has been my favorite that I had never seen before. Yay! Really? This actually is very much up my alley. Oh. <laughs> um, it ha- like, okay, it does lose me sometimes, like, with, like, some of the creatures. Like, that's, but that's very, you know, like, the creatures never appear that long, so whatever. Um, but, like, because I like the author, the uh, Arthur legend and stuff. Like, I've loved that since I was younger, um, and they definitely twist it because that was kind of, I was like, um, hold on. This doesn't, doesn't seem to be going with what I remember from the, um, legend, but, but I'm on board with it. And so far I've really, really liked it. Ooh, yeah. We should awesome. say, I, I kind of forgot to say this, it's been retold so that Merlin is actually just about the same age as Arthur. I think he's actually younger um at least by a little bit and so they they're growing up together um and guinevere is a maid servant yes Mm -hmm. or is she (laughs) that's the thing this show you don't really get a sense of it in the first five episodes but it goes over so many arcs every character i think the only character that doesn't really change is gaius everybody else like they grow they change they devolve (laughs) they do everything um which is a lot of fun for me so elizabeth what what did you think like doing this the second time around okay so the second time around i liked it even more than i did the first time around because the first time around it took me a while to buy into it and to really start liking it but this time around especially after listening to listening especially after watching like cast videos like on youtube Mm. like the cast is so funny off screen i liked it a lot more especially arthur and merlin and their back and forth um i thought was really funny they're adorable they are they're adorable and now i had the same reaction to gwen and merlin that i did the first time as in like shipping them because like the show pushes that on you so much and i was not on board i was like this isn't this is I don't like it when shows beat me over the head with the ship that they want me to root for. Mm. Um, so you, you don't, don't ship them? them? No, I don't ship them. I, oh, I like funny. them. Yeah, I do mm-hmm. too. Something that I thought was interesting about this show is that it's really like you're already starting off with a premise that is really different from the original one. Like Merlin is not some old guy in a beard. Um, so you don't know what to expect so when they started shipping people in the beginning i was like but wait no but yeah mm-hmm. so i was kind of interested to see where everything would go like mm-hmm. kim what do you have any ships in this <laughs> yeah i like i like guinevere and merlin you do? and that's like before we started recording i kind of did go like refresh myself on the actual like legend and stuff and was like okay yeah they're just completely like 
using using character names and not sticking very strongly to like what actually happened in the legend or whatever at least right now yeah <laughs> give it time so so that gives me hope but i have a feeling i'm gonna be heartbroken and they're gonna you know go other directions with that but yeah right now like i really like guinevere and merlin i like the characters separately a lot oh yeah well and that's my thing is um i i enjoy the friendship that everybody develops um i really like some of the the merlin and morgana stuff you don't really get any but especially in the in the first season there's a lot of like really good interactions between merlin and morgana um I actually kind of ship them. I know you. Pro- well, how many really? how many episodes did you end up watching, Kim? I only did five because I got a late start this week, and but I do plan on like continuing to watch. Yay! Um. So yeah. So don't go too far into like. Yeah. No, I don't. What happens in the future? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. This is like the most spoilerific show I've ever seen in my life. Um, like, as in, it's really hard to talk about without oh, spoiling yeah. anything. I mean, like. This is one of those shows where things change so dramatically from season to season that you can't even, like, you can't look at a wiki. You can't, like, Google it. And if you go to Google this show at all to find one specific point, you need to, like, put a piece of tape over the images section of the Google page because even the images tell you so much about the show and spoil absolutely everything so we're gonna have to be like super duper careful since kim really liked this i was gonna say that like i did go to like the wikipedia page and like read but just read the top just read the top where like it didn't give anything that i didn't know already like when it started like to get in the synopsis like i didn't let myself go there now probably by the time i get into like season two i will just go and spoil myself because i do that like I end up, like, at a certain point, it's just, like, I'll need to know one thing, and then I'll just go down and, like, find well, out the rest of the show. The only time I spoil myself is if I need to know, like, recently I was watching a show, and one of my favorite characters died, but it's in a universe where people don't really always stay dead, so I had to go and make sure that he would come back, because if he wasn't coming back, <laughs> I was out. You were not, <laughs> not like going to I had to spoil, but besides that, I don't spoil myself. Okay. I, I always end up spoiling myself on, on semi-unintentionally. Sometimes straight up, like like with Gilmore Girls, I was just like, I don't care. I just want to find out. Um, I was going to say, if I'm watching a show like as it airs, oh, give me spoilers like constantly. Like I go search for spoilers all the time. If I'm like trying to catch up on a show, I'll try not to. But by like season two, like it's like this is taking too long. I've been watching it for, you know, four days. I need to know what's going to happen. And then I'll go and, like, spoil myself. Well, I will say, if you're going to go look up spoilers, I would wait until season three before you start indulging in spoilers. Because season one is really, really laying the groundwork. It's very much uh, like what they say with, um, um, like, Supernatural. It's a monster of the week show. You know, every show is very, Mm -hmm. very encapsulated. Um and then it starts expanding out from there. I think season two is kind of like that too, but it's it's growing. And then season three, things like dramatically change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So feel free to spoil then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I completely agree with what you said. So I'm kind of surprised with myself that I stopped watching in season three and I'm going to have to go and like catch up and everything because by season two, I was getting more hooked on mm-hmm. like the storylines and everything. Yeah, there's there's a lot of very frustrating things that happen in this show. I will say that if you're planning on watching this show all the way through, it can get very frustrating at times <laughs> because, and this is one of my points, 
there's some really dumb stuff that happens in this show. Like, there's somebody in, I won't say who, but there's somebody in, like, the third season that's a villain, and they're always making these faces, like, all the time in public places. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, like, these horrible, evil faces when something goes their way, and nobody notices. (laughs) It's like if in real life somebody would be like, um... They look like a creep. (laughs) That guy looks really evil. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, really, like, like, in the real world, you can't always spot those people that are, you know, supposed to be doing good, but in that, as obvious as this person is, like, like, a character. It's painful. It is so painful. But it's fun. It's fun to watch. Yeah. So, there was, I actually have a list. It's not as long as I thought it was going to be, but I have a list of dumb stuff that I saw, and I would love for you guys to add to it because this is one of my favorite things with some of these sci-fi and fantasy shows there's always something because they're setting it up in a different environment there's su- stuff that's um anachronous is that the word that i'm looking for stuff inaccurate that- no. well yeah inaccuracies but the where they're like kind of the out of time yes out of yeah. time or like and i understand like you're trying to create the past with modern mm-hmm. things but there's things that stick out um like Oh, the thing that I always think of is, like, in Farscape. This is in the future, yes. But, like, in Farscape, they have this one lamp that is always in, like, all of these scenes. And it's a lamp that I could go out to Office Max and buy right now. Because I've actually looked at it in Office Max and been like, that's a nice lamp. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, Merlin is that way. Um, One of the things that I noticed that bugged me so much was that um, Gaius has a magnifying glass, which is fine. Gaius can have a magnifying glass, but it has a bifocal in it, and it's perfectly round cut. And they just, like, took some wire and, like, looped it around this thing to make it look old. And Uh, I was like, guys, really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Have you guys noticed anything like that while you were watching? I really hope you have, because it gives me so much joy. (laughs) No, like, I I don't watch that closely on first watch, because... That's fair. Well, I get distracted half the time and, like, play games on my phone at the same time as watching things. Like, that's just how I watch TV now. I'm just, and I buy in so much to the show that, that, like, I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. Of course he has a magnifying glass. I am on board. That's true, too. I'm on the ship. I am on the ship. Like, I'm in the boat. That's true, too. Like, because for... For this type of show, yeah, like, you're buying into the premise if you're enjoying yeah. it. Like, you're you're allowing yourself to do that. So I'm not really watching it to see what doesn't fit that premise. Like, right. I'm just enjoying it. And so nothing, like, smacks me out of the... Yeah. I would like to hear, though, more about you what would? you could, okay. look, like, look out for. Because I would get some joy. Okay. Like, I remember there were some props that it's, like, obvious that these are these were, like, made with you know machinery because they're like really smooth and shiny and stuff um but i didn't see so many in this first five but there were stupid things like um no one ever hears merlin like doing these incantations and things like that until it serves the plot in lancelot yeah (laughs) until they're like we need to have somebody be like you know like like a friend to him. Yeah, he can overhear it and it'll be just fine. But like when he's in the middle of a crowd in a banquet hall and everything and he's like encanting stuff, nobody notices. <laughs> yeah. It cracks me up to no end. Um, one of the things, this isn't really anachronistic. I do believe that's the word. 
if okay. I'm wrong, I, I think you're right. Just laugh at me. It's okay. Um, Can we laugh at you even if you're right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you do anyway. Exactly. Um, <laughs> they have like some really modern medicine, like the terms that they use and things like that. I wouldn't think that they would know about. Um, and I, I can't think of anything specifically, unfortunately, but like just things that you know they wouldn't normally know like way back in the day like they'd be accusing spirits of these things not like it's a poison <laughs> yeah he does like guys does use the term science and like he does what, did they even have a term back then that meant science i don't know maybe i mean alchemy there's like, well yeah there's been science like that has been like a term forever um forever but forever but the way that he's been using it, it's like he actually has like legitimate scientific knowledge. Right. Um, and it's like, I'm pretty sure you live during a time where you would like blame it on somebody not being faithful enough <laughs> to <Yeah>. God. <laughs> right. Because right. um, at one point, he doesn't he say like he has, has to, to test things to like discover what's going on? Uh-huh. Or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I feel like maybe at one point, like they, they do like chest compressions or something. And it's just like, no, no, no. That didn't come around until <laughs> World War II. <laughs> Um, but on the other hand, though, how much do you guys think that mag- the knowledge of magic can forgive that? Because it's kind of hinted at Gaius knows magic. Mm. He's Oh, so the knowledge of magic forgiving Gaius's like, advanced scientific mm-hmm. kind of like for his time anyway. But the things you're pointing out don't really have anything to do with magic, so I wouldn't think that that would forgive that. Well, just like an, a more open view of the world. Like so often, like during history, people thought that science was magic, mm-hmm. you know, that the different things was witchcraft. And it's like, no, guys, no, this is something that we've tested and figured out. Mm-hmm. So another thing that like really interested me was a lot of the time when you hear people say sci-fi or fantasy, they tend to kind of think that it's going to be like these really, really crappy second rate like set pieces and and stuff like that and i will give it to you like like the monsters are not that hot the monsters (laughs) have some pretty crappy cgi oh yeah (laughs) that's one of the cheesiest episodes and i love it so much (laughs) the one um the the poison chalice where where merlin drinks out of a poison chalice to save arthur's life Uh, and arthur goes on like this quest which and i really I found that um, that episode really interesting because it's the fourth episode, and for the majority of the time, your title character is lying in bed dying, and so it was a very interesting way that they went about that. They they sat there and did that to their title character. I mean, you knew he wasn't gonna die, but the fact that he wasn't a main I mean, he was a main part of the story, but he wasn't a main part of the story. Yeah, very active, and so I just found that very interesting. I agree. Sorry, and what then were you, you got to see Arthur like saving Merlin, which mm-hmm. I think just adds another dimension to their like friendship slash servant master relationship, mm-hmm. which I love. Which yeah, like I'm excited to see where that goes because I think they're doing very well at like growing that and whatever in the first five. Like, but because you definitely you definitely see it growing and you definitely see like it what it could become and like so I'm excited about that. And the fact that they both give each other crap, though, and call each other idiots. Love it. Um, I also, oh, my gosh, one of my favorite scenes was um, the one where the water supply was uh, poisoned. And Gwen is, um, 
accused of witchcraft is accused of witchcraft and merlin like says i am a does he call himself a sorcerer or a wizard what do they call it in the show usually a sorcerer sorcerer and um then arthur is like he's just an idiot (laughs) (laughs) you can't listen to him dad (laughs) that's pretty much their entire relationship uh and i just i just love your back and forth so much I was going to say, like, I was already kind of, like, liking it. And then when, in the first episode, when um, Merlin goes and talks to the dragon, and he's telling him, like, his his destiny is to protect Ar- Arthur and make sure that he becomes king and whatever. And just Merlin being like, I mean, if somebody wants to kill him, I'll help them. <laughs> and, like, calling him an idiot and whatever. And, like, I was like, I'm so down. Like, I love this. This is great. Okay, I have some questions about the dragon. Okay, I know this might sound really stupid because I should have watched all five episodes, and I did. Okay, but I was also kind of sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) And I did enjoy those episodes, but I was, like, falling asleep. Okay, the dragon is underneath. Where is the dragon? Where is the dragon? Is he underneath the castle? Why is the dragon there? It's. (laughs) They very briefly explained it in the first episode that there was, you know, that dragons were a part of the big war with witchcraft. Um and so Uther killed all of the dragons except for one and he saved it as an example so they were able to imprison it and store it in the caves under Camelot. I don't know if it's specifically okay. under the castle or what but yes. Because okay. um, I was like I mean like I like the dragon I like you know the destiny part but I was like if this king hates magic so much why do they still have this dragon mm-hmm. just chilling you know like a villain. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that is now that you've said that, um, the dragon is one of the like he's he's pretty much always way in the background. But when he pops up, I can't figure out if I like him or I don't. Like I do like him, I suppose, but I can't figure out if he's useful. <laughs> what uh, do you guys <laughs> think? <laughs> what do you guys I don't think? Know. Yeah, and I don't know. He's just more there to help Merlin figure out his destiny. Kind of moving on the plot a little, I guess. Setting up the premise. I mean, I could do without the dragon, but... Maybe they just really wanted that actor. (laughs) I'm sure that's part of it. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, he becomes more and more an integral part of the show as it goes along, but watching the first five, I'm like, ugh. You literally only speak in riddles. You're kind of useless right now. Mm -hmm. Um... Um, one thing, though, that will definitely spark you to keep watching the show, if you really like Merlin and Arthur's back and forth, is that the show is not a standard timeline. Like, you know, a lot of shows, it's like one episode is a week or a day or a month or something like that. There is no standard length in this show. It takes it it's lasts five seasons, but it takes place over like 10 years. Um, and Did it's they, varying uh, amounts of time between seasons. There's one where it's okay. it's like one season only lasts like for like less than a year, and then there's a five year break. And then we come, and then so they jump forward five years. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I should say it, there's not an established timeline, but there's somebody. There's one of those like great faithful, I think, like Tumblr users that went through them and like calculated by like season and things like that, like wh- how long the show would have lasted and and everything mm-hmm. using clues from the show so it, it but it stays linear it just doesn't stay like it's not yeah it's not a constant okay. period of time mm-hmm. 
It's um, it goes, you know, straight, but it leaps leapfrogs quite a bit. So you get to see different parts of their relationship at different times. That's cool. Which is pretty interesting. Can we talk about Gaius? Because yeah. he's adorable for one thing. Gaius is adorable. Um, and I just love him and like his and Merlin's relationship, like how protective he is, and like um, I really liked. I guess that that was the fifth episode when, you know, he's always on Merlin to not use his magic because he doesn't want other people realizing it. But then when he's like, okay, Merlin, now is the time that you need to use your magic because that's the only way that this creature can be defeated. And I don't remember the creature's name. Um, and Merlin's like, you know, you're, you want me to get, get killed or whatever. And, and just the way that Gaius is like, no, like, you are who I love the most or you, I would do anything to protect you, but kind of, this is greater than you. And this is greater than me. And like that moment, it was just like, Oh my goodness. (laughs) I love you both. Gaius really is a father figure. Like you find out later that Merlin doesn't have a father. Um, Like he's never known his father. And so then like he suddenly has this, you know, actual father figure in his life. Which I, that's one of, that's one of like the tropes or whatever that like I'm a sucker for is I'm oh, a yeah. sucker for older wise men who are father figures. Mm-hmm. Like that. So is Gaius your favorite character so far or who would your favorite character be? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like in a way, like I love a lot of them and in a way like I haven't, I don't know them enough to yeah. love them because I really like Gwen so far. Mm-hmm. I really like, Ar- Ar- I can't talk, Arthur. I really like Merlin, and I really like Gaius. So it's like, yeah, when they're doing something awesome, like they're my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when they're like, or when they're being quippy, they're my favorite. Yeah. So like when Arthur and Merlin are going back and forth, they're my favorite. But then when Arthur and Gwen get together, I'm like, they're my favorite. I don't know if I could ever choose just one. I do really like Arthur. That is the common denominator, isn't it? That is the common denominator. <laughs> Um, what about you, Janelle? I'm, like, curious to see if you have an, a favorite. I don't know. I think that this sh- – I mean, this is one of the few shows where if I have to choose somebody, I will actually say the main character for once. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I find myself never really caring about the main character. Mm-hmm. I always care about the side characters, um, usually the nerdy one, if there is one. Uh, but in this one, I like Merlin, which is probably because he's the nerdy one. <laughs> exactly, I was about to say. <laughs> he's the nerdy one. He's he's the especially, like, quippy one. Mm-hmm. And even though I feel like sometimes he's really not relatable because he is so headstrong in the first couple episodes that he makes me want to punch him because mm-hmm. he's just like, oh, man, like, if you knew what I could do to you, like, telling Arthur that he's going to, like, beat him up. Yes. And it's like, no, honey, no, you can't. <laughs> Because you can only do magic, and that's about it, and you can't even really do that well. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but probably Merlin, but I think this cast is at its best when they are in in pairs or all together. Mm-hmm. They're at their strongest because they've, they've really gotten it down what the relationships are between them. Like Arthur and Morgana, it's always a caring but challenging relationship. And Arthur and Merlin, it's always Merlin is just the dumb one, but he kind of has a point and Arthur doesn't want to admit it. Mm-hmm. Um, Arthur and Gwen, we haven't really seen very much of them together in the first five, have we? No. 
Um, I did get excited in the witchcraft episode when he puts her under arrest just because they were in the same room. You know, <laughs> so that's your ship is Arthur and Glenn. It is, yeah. They're very cute. I haven't seen see. I haven't seen all, everything, so I mean that could change for something for some reason. I I don't see any reason why it would, but I don't know. They're they're my ship for right now. Yeah, it's my ships. Like they don't sail in this in this uh, in this show. My ships always get shot down. They're blow. They have holes blown. Yeah, have into we them. seen your ship? Like any of your ships yet? Like, is there anything you could? Tell us about. I mean, I do ship Arthur and Gwen. I don't remember very much about them, though. Um, I mean, other than yeah, it's it's nice. I I don't know if I I, I friendship um, uh, uh, Merlin and Morgana, which is like the weirdest thing ever. I could see that. Because for for a long time, like, Morgana is this moral compass, and she just, she is so selfless. Mm-hmm. So when she and Arthur get together, like, good things happen, <laughs> and I enjoy it a lot um, for, for as long as that lasts. Uh, I don't know other than that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, part of what I was saying earlier, though, is people tend to, like, crap on sci-fi and fantasy for the quality of things and yes the monsters suck as we have established um what did you guys think about like the set pieces and the costumes and things like that i thought they were good i liked them yeah i think they're really really good like the fabrics are like really quality i think don't think i've ever looked at a show and been like that looks like it's actually from the time period mm-hmm. and it's quality. I do think sometimes Morgana's gowns are a little too modern. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very, that, yeah, she's no. the exception. But I mean, I'm okay with it. That would yeah. be one of those uh, an- anachronistic things that yeah. uh, Janelle was talking about earlier. Because mm-hmm. especially like the first um, like feast or whatever in like the first episode, it was like there is no way that whatever time period this is supposed to be set in that she would be wearing that. No, like, that's not, not appropriate happen. for the time period. Right. It's like, yeah. On the other hand, though, it entirely makes sense for her character. She's not in her homeland. She's not in her own, like, she, yeah, she's grown up here, but, like, she's very much, this is one of the things that I have in my notes. Uh, everybody's costumes fit them to AT. Um, Morgana fits because she's not really part of anywhere. She's she's very separate in how she acts. Like she's in quote unquote in the royal family, but she doesn't act like it at all. Mm-hmm. She is always challenging Uther. Um, so Uther's just a funny name. Uther is a funny name. Speaking of Uther, you guys notice that Uther is always wearing like really dark colors. Yes. He's antagonistic. <laughs> so it makes sense for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Arthur's um, clothing always fits him, too. I do, when he's wearing his, like, night get-up with the chain on everything, I'm always like, man, that must be so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Because that looks real, like, real, like, chainmail. I don't know what real chainmail looks like, but <laughs> that looks real to me. It's what you envision for it to be. Okay. Um, one of the things that I notice is that they like really fit color psychology. Have, have okay. I have I talked about this before at all? This is the kind of yeah, stuff I don't that think I so. I, don't think so, I no. geek out at this. There's um, there's uh, well you can't really say proven in science, but quote unquote scientifically proven that colors affect us in different ways, um, and also just that colors stand for different things. So 
they did the the clothing department i can't even think what you call them wardrobe did like an amazing job with choosing these things because if you notice lancelot the one episode that he's in in this five he wears white the whole time and he's this like virtuous pure guy um and the only time he's not in white is when he's lying and he's covered up in other colors that are not his own um then you have gaius who he's you know this wise man and he's in all of these like dark earthy tones and things like that which totally fits the idea that he's like this herbal doctor um and down to earth da 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 um <laughs> gwen i found interesting cuz she's got like pale yellows reds and purples um yellows being like happy reds being you know kind of um more courageous and and not bombastic but that's the only word i can think of at the moment um and purples being royalty hint hint wink wink um but they're all pale though so it's like she's coming into these things Ooh, look at me (laughs) um then we have arthur who's always in like these bright reds which are brashness that's the word i was looking for and courage which makes total sense for his character Mm And then the pièce de resistance, I can't say French, pièce de resistance, whatever. That word. (laughs) The cool thing (laughs) is uh, Merlin, who has a mix of a whole bunch of colors every time. He has these dark earthy tones from his jacket, which makes sense. It fits like his background. He's a poor guy, but he also has this like kind of, you know, down to earth wisdom to him. Um, He has a red uh red scarf which is like fits his like being you know really kind of headstrong and courageous and things but then he has blue underneath which is like a wisdom color okay and i'm like oh look at you (laughs) you're like this nice combination and that's what he needs to be a leader but he looks so humble which is what interests me i don't know what do you guys think about all this am i spinning bull crap like what do you think I will say that I really like Merlin's outfit, and on Pinterest, like, I searched for clothing, and then when I was a Merlin fan, I searched for a lot of Merlin stuff, and Pinterest showed me, um, like, a girly outfit, modern outfit of version of what Merlin wears. Mm-hmm. And, and she's I wearing hoping- it now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it in my wardrobe yet, but I want it. I, I really like his red scarf. His red scarf, or ascot, I think is probably what oh. you can say, but... They always like turn it into a scarf in yeah, like costumes and stuff. Triangle. It's more like a bandana. Right. But it's pretty what do you awesome. Think, Kim? I mean, I I know that like they say that sort of stuff and I everything you said sounds like it fits. I mean, I that's not where my mind ever goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does make sense. Like and yeah. I do like think like I do like reading about that stuff or hearing somebody tell me about that stuff it's, it's not interesting. it's not how my mind picks up stuff right but i do mm-hmm. when i hear it it is like oh that's really cool and like what you said makes sense yeah mm-hmm. well part of why i started thinking about it was that i the first time i watched this through i was annoyed that they wore the same dang things every episode mm-hmm. that it like a few of them revolve like they'll have costume changes but like i actually found i'm gonna we're, we're going to pause for just a second. Let me find this. <laughs> I found something on Pinterest about it, and I laughed my ass off so hard. Uh, oh, no, not, not cosplay. Where's it at? 
Yeah, I pinned that modern, or one of those modern uh, ones, yeah. too. Do, 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 do. I swear it's not far down. Where are you at? Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I was, like, really ticked off the, f uh, the first time I watched this because everybody wore the same dang thing every episode, and it bugged me um, until I started wondering why. Um, and it's kind of actually become a thing. Like, if you look online, people make jokes about Merlin's outfit especially because he wears the same thing. Um, and so I found something on Pinterest. There's apparently an episode where Merlin, like, gives this really weirdly colored shirt to Arthur to put on. And Arthur's like, whose clothes are these? And Merlin's like, they're mine. I washed them specially for you. And and somebody puts in the comments like, Merlin, you liar. You have literally never worn that shirt <laughs> before in your life. You have c had the same outfit since the day you were born, since you came out of your mother's womb. <laughs> and I'm like, you're right. Merlin was born with that on. <laughs> yeah, I can totally see that. And, you know, the weird thing is I never questioned them wearing the same outfits, though. I was, like, especially, like, Merlin and Gaius, um, I just figured that they were so poor they couldn't afford wearing <laughs> well, a lot of those clothes. I mean, other shows that I have watched have done that, too. Like, Firefly, the captain has one outfit. You know, like, I mean, so... Some shows, that's just, you know, some shows are cartoons brought to life, and they only yeah. have one outfit, because in cartoons, they only have one outfit. That's yeah, true. it made me immediately think of Scooby-Doo. Mm -hmm. Oh, see, I was thinking Daria, but... I was thinking Hey Arnold. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> and I think that shows a lot about all three of us right there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um... <laughs> I feel like the three of us should really relate to Merlin too. Mm -hmm. This isn't like some big magnificent point, but like we're we're awkward people, the three of us. We're yeah. very awkward. I'm feeling a little offended here. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's so well, true. The thing that I, I don't even know why I made a note on this, but it cracked me up so much in the pilot when Merlin lets the guy, the blind guy, take all of his medicine. <laughs> at once because he's just like too awkward to be like no don't drink it I don't it. know what to say yes and then he's just like it'll be fine yes. <laughs> like okay, walks away yeah. and it's like every time I've watched that because I've actually watched the first few episodes several times every time I've watched it I've been like expecting for a scene to pop up where like this old guy is carted into Gaius's place like dying or something <laughs> see my mind went to like him wandering around like almost drunk because the medicine <laughs> was just too much <laughs> Well, that says about a lot about us, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never, like, gave a second thought about him, so I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> uh, but I do, like, when Merlin does go, like, it'll be fine. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've definitely said that before. I've definitely <laughs> been in that kind of situation before. Um, so what are your guys' favorite parts in the show? Like, do you have any special moments that you were like, yes? I mean, I know we've talked a little bit about mm -hmm. it, but... I mean, when quippiness happens. Just any time. <laughs> I mean, yes, pretty much. I'm a fan I of like the quippy. It, I like the episode where our, I like the episode where Arthur is competing in the tournament, and uh, Merlin has to like dress him up in his armor, <laughs> and I don't like. Oh, and then they're kind of like working together to uh, figure out what this whole shield thing is with the snakes and everything. Um, 
Yes, the show I had... Just, yeah, the show had snakes, and I still liked it, and I hate snakes, and so I wasn't a big fan of that episode, <laughs> because there was too many snakes on the screen. Sorry, you were saying. No, it's fine. I just, like, you saw a lot of them together. You saw uh, Merlin being, like, concerned about Arthur, you know? Mm-hmm. I like that moment. Uh, but, of course, you always have their bickering back and forth, which I love. <laughs> I liked um, the moment when Morgana is sitting there telling, Ar- not Arthur, telling Merlin that, like, she knows or whatever, and he's thinking, oh, she knows my secret. Oh, she's okay right. with that I'm a sorcerer. And she's thinking, oh, you're in love with Gwen. And, like, I really enjoyed that moment. That was a great moment. <laughs> I also really enjoyed the moment when um, Merlin, like, comes back to life and um, well, one makes the comment about you're old enough to be her grandfather. <laughs> Um, But then when Gwen just, like, attacks him and kisses him, that was adorable. That was adorable. I like them very much. Um, I'm also cool with them just being friends, but I really like... I think I'm going to have to get okay with them just being friends. (laughs) Right now, I definitely ship them. Maybe I'll ship Arthur and Gwen later, but... I'm going to have to see, now that we're talking about it, I can feel myself being like, you have to keep watching until you see them again. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I need some Arthur and Gwen in my life. I hope that's not a big spoiler for anyone. I don't know. Well, if you know anything about Arthurian legend, like... Okay, that's true. It makes sense. Right, because um, Gwen, Gwen Merlin did not make sense if you know anything right. about Arthurian legend. Right. But. Well, that's the thing. Most of the ships in this show do not sail for very long at all. Like, they, they don't even make it out of the shallows, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what fan fiction is for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. This show is rife for fan fiction. Rife. Yeah. Um, I think it, some of my favorite moments are definitely between Merlin and Gaius because they're just adorable. I love their relationship. And also some of the most frustrating are between Merlin and Gaius because Gaius is troublesome to me because he's one of the reasons why sometimes the show gets monotonous because mm-hmm. The one, like, real critique that I have of the show is most episodes are like, Merlin, don't do the magic. Merlin does the magic. Merlin, why'd you do the magic? (laughs) And then, like, well, now we got to fix the magic. Good job, Merlin. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, like, falls into this pattern. And then Merlin does more magic. And, like, Arthur gets, you know, the pat on the back for it. And and then Merlin gets sad. And then we start all over again because Merlin does the magic. Mm -hmm. Um... I know it's repetitive, but I kind of... It's very I mean, repetitive. It's just... And sometimes I don't like it, but this is just one of those shows that I'm like, it's com- it's comforting in a way. But it mm-hmm. sounds like further on, they have uh, arch story arches that go oh, on yeah. for longer. Um, you got to get through the first two seasons of, of the Merlin Don't Do the Magic. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as that is entertaining, like, I'm, I'm okay. Because a lot of shows tend to be like procedural or whatever like even even if they're not technically a procedural show Mm -hmm. a lot of shows rely heavily on a formula for themselves or whatever and as long as like they're keeping it fresh in other ways like i'm Mm -hmm. good right Mm -hmm. like keep the quippiness and the love between each other and and i'm on board Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like a lot of the sneaky stuff too i think um arthur's willingness to like look like a jerk 
to the guards in the in the uh, prison is like great. One of my favorite Arthur Gwen moments so far. Yeah, <laughs> that, um, was, that was a good moment. Yeah, like when she comes down to bring him food with the flower stuff, or and he he stashes the flower and it is just like no, this is terrible. Is <laughs> um, one of the greatest things. Hmm. Do you guys have any other points? Anything? I think we covered everything. I got to talk about Arthur and Gwen. <laughs> do you do you ship um, Arthur or not Arthur and Lancelot? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> um, Gwen and Lancelot. I uh, see. I didn't like. I kind of like their little love interest, like in the Lancelot episode. Um, mostly because Merlin finally noticed something that was like happening with Gwen and her feelings. <laughs> um, but. Um, no, not really. Yeah. I don't know. I would be interested to see a love triangle episode with uh, Arthur and Lancelot and Gwen. Just I wanted to see Arthur jealous, mm. like my, the fangirl in me just wants to see that. Yeah, see, because I like Gwen and Merlin. I was, I know I did not like Lancelot um, riding in. I was like, mm. he's so good looking now. He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's got yeah. that scrap going on. He yeah. played Isaac in Heroes, too, in the first season. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do you guys rate this? Do you like it? Do you not? Are you going to keep watching? Mm-hmm. I really, really liked it. I will keep watching. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a little tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do. I Yeah, I do definitely plan to keep watching. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I will come around to Arthur and Gwen. But right now, I'm still Marlon and Gwen. <laughs> um, I still love it. And I'm going to keep watching. Uh, keep on with my rewatch, so I'm really excited about that. Nice. I'm glad that I chose something everybody liked. <laughs> so, what do we have up next? So, next week, we're doing something a little bit different. Elizabeth is abandoning us. Yep. Bye, guys. Because New York is more important, apparently. You know. <sighs> I don't understand. Actually, I totally <laughs> understand. I'm completely and utterly jealous. Um, but so next week we're going to have a guest and she, um, our friend Rebecca is going to be here and she is going to have us watch Mr. Robot and Janelle and I will be watching that for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen it and I really liked it. So I've seen two episodes, but mm-hmm. you can um, find it on USA. Um, I watched it on my USA app on my Roku. Amazon prime also. Oh, perfect. Good. Yes. Um, just a little bit of warning. Um, Mr. Robot does have some sex in it and some nudity. So and just some harsh language. And some harsh language. If that is not your thing, you might want to take a pass on watching with us for this next week. If you want more I Love It Don't You content, visit our website, I Love It Don't You WordPress.com. You can always it has links to all our social media. Um, so please follow us and let us know what you think. You can also email us at I Love It Don't You one at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Thanks.